G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Each week we do a catch-up with our Culture Watch Christian cultural commentator, Bill Muhlenberg, who has been reflecting this week on growing older and how you deal with some of the circumstances when you are putting on those extra years, celebrating certain new milestones. And in some respects, you can't really have a conversation about growing old unless you are growing older. Uh, Let's get some insights. A special welcome back to 2020 to you, Bill Muhlenberg. Always great to be with you. Bill, I've just got to ask you, what gets you thinking about growing older? Uh, Well, as you say, growing older. (laughs) As you grow more and more old, uh, you start thinking about things perhaps uh, more than you might have when you were younger, uh, and maybe a milestone will do it in my case. I'm I'm kind of cringing, thinking, gee, I'm a million years old now. I just turned 70, which, uh, you know, if you're 80 or 90, you say that's nothing, but for... uh, you know, many of us, 70, uh, well, it's a long time on planet Earth. And uh, as the saying goes, as you get closer to uh, eternity, as you age, you really do start, uh, you know, asking yourself, well, what kind of life have I been living? Has it been honoring to Christ? And what would I have done over if I could have done it? So things you may not always think about as much when you're 20 or 30 or 40. So, uh, yeah, it'd be nice if we could switch roles a bit, I think. Uh, You know, when you're really thinking about eternity and how you're living when you're a new Christian at, say, age 20, instead of uh, letting so many decades go by before you really start seriously contemplating all this. Well, Bill, if I was a centenarian or approaching that, uh, I would say, Bill Muhlenberg, you're talking about turning 70 and you're calling yourself old. You're just a young whippersnapper. And the interesting thing, though, is some people grow old even when they're young. And there are some who are growing older and they never seem to lose their youthfulness. So you get those sayings, 70 is the new 50. Uh, But I guess a few aches and pains and a few challenges along the way help remind you that you're getting a little older. Yeah, well, certainly there's that. Uh, As you say, uh, the old saying, you're only as old or young as you feel. And yeah, some people can be 70 who don't really have kind of a youthful sense, uh, maybe never get out and exercise or basically kind of almost hard to get out of a chair and all the rest. I know of some people like this, whereas others, you know, at 70, maybe running and jogging every day, doing all this stuff. I'm somewhere in the middle, I guess. But, uh, yeah, you know, physical things, obviously. Uh, things you used to do with no problem now, you know, simply bending down to pick up the dog bowl to feed the dog or whatever, you notice. Uh, going for walks, you notice, in your knees or your hips. So, uh, well, plenty more trips often to 
visit the doctor, uh, go to hospital, uh, tests at least for many things. And of course, in my case, uh, well, a year now of cancer in the family with my wife. So I guess all of those things added up, you do start thinking, you know, how long are we going to be here? And uh, what have we done for the kingdom? Uh, you know, what could I have done differently along the way? So, yeah, between the physical uh, changes that happen when you're old and, uh, well, obvious things, you know, you end up going to more funerals than you do weddings, stuff like that. You really, it does kind of focus the mind a bit as to what kind of life you're living. You're growing a little older and perhaps the reminder comes when you or as you're uh, sharing with us, uh, you have a family member, your wife in this case, who has quite a significant health crisis around cancer. And all of a sudden you're reminded that you are mortal, that one day mm. you won't be here, that somehow or other you've got to recognize that maybe you hit the mark in some places but missed the mark in others. What do you think it does when you're growing a little older to think about regrets and the things that maybe you ought to have done? Yes, well, it's, I mean, there's kind of uh, extremes to avoid. On the one hand, uh, you know, well, the past is past, right? You can't really change it. So to cry over spilled milk, uh, there's only, you know, so much you can get out of something like that. But on the other hand, as even, I think, a secular philosopher like Socrates said, the unexamined life is not worth living. So, yeah, to look back and with a kind of a critical eye, a biblical eye, and say, okay, uh, this could have been done better. I could have been, you know, spent more time with the family or a million things we can think of that we might have done differently. So you don't want to get too uh, uh, introspective and too bummed out by thinking about what could have happened. But on the other hand, we do want to kind of keep close accounts. And that can happen in different ways. Make sure you have your daily devotional time or get into a small accountability group with others, whatever it takes to kind of hold you to account and keep you in check. So, yeah, it's, uh, again, uh, when you're perhaps, well, at least in my case, 20 or 30, you, you really didn't think all that much. Uh, you had much more of your life to look ahead to, uh, assuming, you know, you didn't get run over by a truck when you run out on the street. Uh, you had much more to look ahead to than to look back on. But now at 70 or 60 or 80, you've got probably less time ahead and much more to look back. So, yeah, then you can start thinking about, well, we can't do it over again, but at least for the years that do uh, last, we can make it count. We can redouble our efforts. We can... Uh, you know, for whatever mistakes or shortcomings we've had in the past, we can recommit ourselves to Christ and say, okay, uh, I don't want to rust out here. I want to burn out for you in whatever form that takes. So, yeah, all stuff we can all ask ourselves, uh, remind ourselves of. Uh, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last as the hymn goes, so keeping that in mind, whether you're a teenager or octogenarian, uh, always worth uh, thinking about. 
Regrets are one of those things uh, sometimes you can hear from people as they grow older. And mm. sometimes mm. those regrets around, I wish I had been a better husband. I wish I'd been yeah. a better father to my children. And uh, oftentimes uh, we don't always think of the spiritual issues. You're touching on some of those, though. But let me just ask you about that because... Somehow, rather, in your getting older, you hope that what accompanies that is some level of maturity. Maturity as a Christian might get our focus more crystallized on things that have eternal value because we could regret all sorts of things from our younger years, but none of those things might have eternal value. What about eternal value things and the regrets we might hold before we decide to have some sort of a turnaround and and finish well? Yeah, well, again, using your looking back as a platform on which to hopefully do better and how many years you've got left, I, again, I think that's worthwhile. You don't want to avoid, don't you want to avoid the extremes again of just pining for the old days, those are not coming back. But again, you just want to be reflective, consider what you've done. Although even some of the things you mentioned, you know, have I been a good father, a good husband? In a sense, those are, of course, aren't they key spiritual concerns? Uh, uh, it's all part of what it is to be a believer. Have I been loving to others, to God, myself, my family, my friends? Uh you know, I've done a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, how many hours did I spend in the office each week? You know, being busy, being active, that, as you say, probably won't count for all that much in eternity. But how we did spend our time in relationships and so on. So that, well, I often think, you know, got a long ways to go. And at the risk of kind of getting into another topic, but sometimes, and I've had others agree that sometimes I'll even have dreams about, you know, things like, oh, I'm in school and I'm, you know, I haven't finished. I've still got one year to go. Or there's still some test to go. And I wake up and I think, what is all that about? If there is a spiritual significance to these dreams, but I think there could be something there, you know, the idea that we're all in the school of Christ until he calls us home, and, uh, you know, God still has things he's working on, lessons he wants us to learn, uh, growth, character, development he wants to take place. So, uh, again, having this idea of, you know, not just drifting through life aimlessly with no sense of meaning or purpose, but knowing that we're here to serve Christ, to become more like him, to help be part of this bride that's being prepared for Christ. These are all the big ticket items, uh, which are, again, are always worth thinking about, contemplating, praying about, and asking God, am I doing and becoming uh, all that you want me to be in me, my short years on, on earth? Well, if you realize you are growing older, let's fall short of saying old because that might be a state of mind, but you can wallow, yeah. can't you, and feel sorry for yourself uh, having regrets yeah. in growing old. Uh, but feelings can be deceitful. Somehow or other, you've got to take those thoughts into captivity and uh, tell them where to sit uh, because they can be very deceitful. Yeah. Well, that's right. And again, uh can't do anything really to undo the past and sometimes we will live with the consequences of our past choices uh, right just because you come to Christ doesn't mean you escape 
all the consequences of either bad choices made as a non-Christian or even as a Christian. But we do have, uh, right, wonderful passages. You know, Joel chapter 2 is the obvious one that comes to mind here, where we read about how God is able to restore to you the years uh, that the locusts have eaten, or, you know, it's different versions, but the idea that there was a lot of waste and destruction and what those locusts mean, actual plague, or is it a metaphor for an army, or who knows what exactly, but the idea of God is able to restore to you the years that were lost. Uh, That's heartening. That's encouraging, because I often think, boy, I've wasted a lot of years, even as a believer, could have done so much more spent time on trivial pursuits and all the rest. So the idea that God can restore those years, make up for them, that's that's a good antidote. So if you're looking back, you know, very uh, bummed about wasted time and what you could have done, well, God is in the transformation business and the restoration business. He's able to, you know, you got these TV shows, uh, backyard fixer-uppers, whatever, or fix up a home, and a few days a team comes in and renovates and restores things. Well, God does that in our lives in the spiritual sense and the kind of person we are. So that's good to know. We've got this uh, makeover crew at the standby, certainly in the form of the Holy Spirit working in us. So, uh, Yeah, there's good news. We don't have to be bummed and gloomy, but we can thank God that he's not finished with us yet. I wonder about adjusting an attitude that might feel a little defeatist and regretful, Bill, because Mm. I've heard those who are at a time in their lives where they're recognizing they're growing older, but the upside being you've got more time, sometimes more money than you've ever had, and mm-hmm. always more wisdom than you've ever enjoyed. Yes. Uh, to be able to make the most then of your older years, uh, I imagine, mm-hmm. uh, look for an opportunity where you're gifted. How do you think of that? Yeah, no, that's a good point as well. Obviously, as you say, more time, more experience, hopefully wisdom, maturity. So instead of going out to pasture and, you know, just kind of forgetting about uh Christian ministry, this is probably the best time you have in your life to get involved, whether it's a short-term missions trip overseas, maybe you've been a carpenter all your life, they could use somebody to come and help put up a school building in Africa somewhere, who knows what it is, there's a million things we can do with our gifts and talents, and I guess the opposite side of that is, sadly, just like the culture around us. Uh, too often the church itself, there tends to be a focus on youth, on young people, and, you know, uh, we tend to ignore the elderly. We tend to, you know, forget about them and the, the role that they can play for the body of Christ. So partly it's the church's fault where we got too much of a fix on young and youth. Uh, and, you know, we don't think, hey, we get this wealth of talent, experience, wisdom, in the older folks, and we really should be making use of it. And uh, it's sad that we don't, right? Often we look for leaders who are young and youthful and exciting and charismatic, whether as a pastor or leader. Uh, But hey, sometimes the best we could get would be some of the older guys who've been around a long time and have so much to offer. So yeah, we as a church have to get this right as well, and not just in the pagan culture. 
Well, I know there'll be perhaps a few who are older than you hearing us mm. reflect on these things and saying, well, finally, Bill Muhlenberg's caught on to the reality and uh, finally he's caught up with where I'm at. Others who are younger uh, in that family age group, there's a message in there too, and uh, it's challenging, but let me point listeners to get a hold of Bill's latest article. You'll be able to Google it. Just Google Culture Watch one word or just go to BillMuhlenberg.com. The article we're talking about is one where Bill has been reflecting. It's called Getting Kinda Old and God's Grace. Bill, great insights today. Thanks so much for sharing those with us on 2020. Always a pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.